prepared to tolerate several, if not all, forms of intimidation during this trial, and you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no raisin. Today we'll be discussing broadcast season eight, episode five, Silence of the Clamps. My name is Michelle Burlingame. With me are Tommy Roulette. Yes, I'm present. Pete Woodward. Uh, that's me. And our guest today is Matt Meister. Hello. Hello. I, so you guys might be wondering who the hell Matt is. Um... Matt Who, is, us? Yeah. As in, as in the listeners? Every, the listeners or and my, both Michelle of you. and myself. So, like, I got a guest for the I show. I think both <laughs> may be correct. So, uh, we met in Tulsa, Oklahoma in November. Of all the places. I know. And they didn't even really name that whole weekend. It was just a crazy extravaganza with descendants and all and lots of crazy bands and fun people from all over the world. And as it turns out, Matt and his wife, Emily, are from here and we had to go to Oklahoma to actually meet. <laughs> Which is, we've actually met a few times, but I'm an incredibly forgettable person. So, I, you know, that's it's, okay. there's a good <laughs> chance if it was like at shows or something that I was probably pretty fuzzy. But I know you have like, uh, you know, a work coat with a Futurama patch on it. And I've seen you at shows going, I probably should talk to that guy about coming on the show. <laughs> so I know it comes back around that way. Sure. And I was thinking about it today. And like, since, since we met, like... Both you and Emily have messaged the us or like, um, you know, posted on the show and participated. That's basically how Michelle became a host. Mm-hmm. So if something happens mm-hmm. to one yes. of us, you guys are like, you're already on track. Beautiful. Yeah. So uh, this will be good. It can't. It can't be worse than sitting in a room full of teenagers all day, right? <sighs> <laughs> anyway, happy New Year, guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna yeah. come out in like February, but it's, yeah, it's the first only one. The- after it's it's been two weeks. It's been 2019 for two weeks. It has, and it's uh, been... and for you guys, it's probably been like a month. Easy. Yeah. 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 Um, I I just got back from South Carolina, which was weird. It was nice. Um, I've got a good off mic story to tell you about it too. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy. But uh, you know, it it started. So I'll be hitting the road again probably soon, and we'll. I'll probably keep up this bi-weekly thing for a while, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, I was happy to get back into the groove of things and, and watch this episode yeah. the other day. Yeah, I watched this yesterday, actually. Me too, instead of my usual Sunday. I've watched it like 18 times in the last three months because I keep thinking we're actually going to catch up with these episodes <laughs> and record every week. <laughs> so I'll just start watching whatever one we're about to do an episode on and then it the auto, cancel the, for four weeks the, the hulu autoplay just keeps going and i'm like well i'll watch the next one i'll be a week early and then i should i should just know better at this point i've had to break it up and then you just from mm-hmm. offhanded comments got me into a bunch of dumb true crime podcasts that have been eating Whoops. up my time <laughs> just I'm, I'm developing a real resentment of Payne Lindsay and the amount of hours he's like eating up of my life but at least it's entertaining. Just wait until you see the, uh, the Up and Vanished Oxygen special. <sighs> you can actually look at his infuriating hipster face. No, no, no. <laughs> Even though nope. he's great and I love his podcast, nope. that dude is kind of a cliche. Uh, very much a cliche. Arm garters? No, 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 not Does that kind of like hipster. he have like a green glass visor? Not, not like that kind of hipster, like... I don't know. You'll you'll see. Like, like a podcasting documentarian, that I kind guess. of history. <laughs> <laughs> I I can imagine a theater of the mind. Um, it I liked the way this episode started with a flip around on the professor's regular line. Who likes good news? Yeah, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> uh, 
but then, then followed up immediately with fried. You know, they're all excited that they don't have to go anywhere on this delivery other than Earth, which, which again, retcons something that happened a few episodes ago where Fry was delivering pizzas every Friday to Applied Cryogenics, mm-hmm. also on Earth. But he's all bent out of shape about the fact that he fell off his chair once and, and Earth is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Earth is her. dangerous. I fell off my chair there once. I like, I, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I, on the grand scheme of things, this very much felt like sort of a popcorn throwaway episode, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot of sort of referential jokes and it's a classic stuff, and then off it goes. A lot of callbacks to minor cast, like just background figures. Oh, yeah. 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 At the, so at the, uh, Don Bot's daughter's wedding. Yes. That's where they're they're delivering their their package. They don't even have to leave New New York. They're just going to Long Long Island. And it, and it's like they really kind of blend up, I think, like both stuff from The Godfather and The Sopranos oh, yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, this is just like, let's it's, throw in all the mafia like cliches. At that, that Don Bot wedding, you see tons and tons of of side characters that... Mayor Poopenmeyer. Mayor Poopenmeyer. There's... Uh, Fanny's in there. <laughs> that wasn't very many episodes ago, or well, just, was just it? I even don't the <laughs> even the whole thing where like like Bender's just disguises himself in a tracksuit. What what was his line about that? Um, he's the owner of disguise. <laughs> <laughs> But they're, they're looking through the gate. Like, they, they, they go to deliver the Clamps' new Clamps. Which Francis are, X. Clampazzo. There ain't nobody here by that name. By that alias. By that alias yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's all even of the, better. All of the, that stuff made me laugh so much. The term snitch juice kind of grossed me out. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> I always watch everything with the captions on. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And, and the caption said, Hoffa juice. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. It said, but it oh, said no. snitch juice. So I wonder yeah. if it was, was this like one of those ones where they changed the line after the fact? I don't know. I don't know. It and didn't be. change the, the script. The, the transcript says snitch juice, which I believe is probably oh. someone sat while watching the episode and typed it all up. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Half a juice, huh? I, that makes me. look uh, into that. That's a better joke, but I wonder why they couldn't make it. <laughs> the estate of Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> Probably. I mean. They're, they're alleging that he was a snitch. The, that, which, that, or just that word snitch reminds me of previous guest uh, Sean Jonas's old band Prison Snitch, which was just. Uh, no, it was. Yeah. Is it Prison Snitch? It was Prison Snitch, which is, which is a great name for a band, and I think they've lasted like two shows after a year and a half of practicing. Mm-hmm. But I, I wanted him to call the band Oh Dear, mm. and that was a short second. Like, I still, I hold out hope that somebody will just, like, yeah. You know, you've got, like, fucked up, and these other bands are just, like, we're going to be super transgressive with our names in, like, a cutesy fun way. Just, like, Oh Dear. And then have it be, like, a Gigi Allen-esque extravaganza where it's just, like, like a Ned Flanders Oh Fiddlesticks, and it's just, like, completely insane off-the-rails stuff. Um but even, even when Joey Mousepad opens the gate and they're, they're asking where Clamps is, he's like, may I help you with some assistance? Like, just the, the, the verbal loops they jumped yeah. through doing the mafia cliches made me laugh so much in this episode. Like, it was really good. Um, but that's the point where Bender looks through the gate and sees Calculon and the robot devil, like, at an open bar. Um, What's not to crash? <laughs> What's not to crash? Oddly enough... The off-mic story I have to tell you guys involves an open bar, too. <laughs> oh, <good. clears throat> 
Just saying. You're just teasing the listeners because they'll never hear it. I know. They'll have to come and see us in person somewhere, and then I'll be happy to tell them. Um, I, like, Calculon as the booked entertainment, but then singing his own, like... Calculon. An, uh, yeah, his anthemic song about his own Who's that wonders. singing at your wedding? It's Calculon. <laughs> Calculon. Do you, do you think he Calculon. wrote that, or did he make it up on the spot? Like, was it kind of a scat situation? Oh, he probably paid somebody to write that for him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. There's no way Calculon <laughs> came up with that on his own. <laughs> And the first version was probably like a real song, and he was probably like, "No, change." It's got to be it's more a about me. More about me. <laughs> but it's all about you two this weekend. This is your day. Now, what what was the what was the daughter that was getting married? What was her name? Ooh, what was it? Um, and, and maybe it doesn't matter, but like Bender, so Bender disguises himself in the tracksuit and just kind of walks in and saunters around and apparently nobody notices. He's just like, hey, ho, how are you? You know, whatever. And then he's like trying to hit on any woman he sees. Doesn't, she doesn't have a name. The daughter that got married. Yeah, she, okay. she's the, the eldest. Bride. The older she's daughter. She's the eldest daughter. Gotcha. Um, but hits on Fanny and she's like, <laughs> I was your girlfriend. <laughs> Don't you remember? We had an affair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to hit on anybody I already had sex with, <laughs> which is really good advice to, to live by, I think. I but, mean, but he, he sees the other daughter, Bella, and he says, what about you? You're my third choice. <laughs> <laughs> and she just beams at yes. that. She loves that. <laughs> she's the youngest. She's probably been overlooked her entire life. And she rings like a bell whenever <laughs> she moves, which was another just nice touch where it was like... Which led to a really good joke later where he's like, hold on to your clapper. Yeah. <laughs> because that just got my mind wandering. <laughs> well, I mean, where could that... Where could the clapper be? Was her... I mean, are we to assume that her skirt was the bell? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I would think so. I'm sorry I've got a lozenge in my mouth, but I'd rather that than coughing. I know it's a little click clacky. Um, I don't. I don't mean to bum you out, listeners. Um, the uh, but that uh, so that was uh, that was it. They go off into the barn to make out, and then Donbot and Clamps and Calculon come in, and all hell breaks loose. But he's quiet. I'm making out with a floozy <laughs> again. <laughs> I I feel. I mean. As it's likely I'm entering the dating world again, I think all of these are good things for me to like take in and know. Like, it's endearing, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess. So I have a question about the. So they were making out in a barn, but it was a seahorse barn with sea oats. With, with sea oats, and it, there was a sign that said, "Do not put seahorses away dry." <laughs> <laughs> well. You're the horse person. Oh yeah, I mean, like you, you never put a, a horse away wet. Cause like, you ever seen Black Beauty? No, like, but they I, can get like if, if a horse is all sweaty, like you put them away and they're all worked up and sweaty, they can get sick and. and I mean, I've it's I've bad. I've encountered a lot of people lately that look like they've been ridden hard and rode away put Ugh. away wet, but that's, so, that just says more about the company I keep than anything else. Yeah. Um, what kind of sickness can I get? Is it like just watch, skin allergy? Or watch just, Black Beauty. I don't want to go into it. I, it's yeah. like like if it's kind of like going outside with wet hair. Like it's it's just like if it's cold and your hair's wet, it it it's worse. Like it lowers lowers your blood. 
But if you're putting them away, and, theoretically, wouldn't they still no, be No, because if, if, if it's hot, if, if they're hot and it's okay. cold outside and they're covered in sweat and their blood is pumping and they cool down too fast, they can get sick because it's cold and they're they get wet. cold blood? You put, you put a blanket on them when they're sweaty okay. so that they... Just, just fucking watch Black Beauty, okay? <laughs> You'll understand. She used You'll to compete cry. on horseback with stuff. I, that's like, it, she's firsthand experience and unwilling to share the knowledge. I'm yeah, a little bummed out. You have to, you have to dry, the, dry the sweat off. Is that just because it's traumatic or it's just gross a little bit, or it, both? It's, it's, I mean, it, it is both. So just taking inventory just, at this point, we've got some really good dating advice from Bender and basic veterinarian <laughs> care. But like at, at what point <laughs> in this, the... This podcast uh, delivers... What point in the future did seahorses replace horses and why is my question. Like, And why would a robot have a barn full of seahorses? I, I think the answer to that really, I mean, if you think about it, knowing Donbot and the fact that it's sort of like a mafioso cliche, mm-hmm. it's probably just an extravagant show of like conspicuous consumerism. Like... I have a bunch of horses that I can't even ride, nor would I want to. They're very expensive to maintain and thoroughly impractical, but I've got 20 of them in here in this outbuilding in my house, which is is really just a front for a murder shed or a maiming shed, really. True. That's true. I mean, you know, horses make a lot of noise. They cover up smells. (sighs) Do they smell worse if you put them away wet? I mean, they smells like sweat, like horse sweat, which actually, I don't know. Doesn't probably doesn't smell as bad as human sweat does, depending on the human. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that's. Like, I mean, it's f- true. Fair it's point. True. Like, and and horse poop, like it it it's basically just digested grass and yeah. dried grass. It still smells. It like- smells, but it's not like cow shit where it's it's like digested grass. <laughs> No, because it's different. It's it's digested differently. Like horse poop, it will literally dry and turn back into dirt. Like it, it doesn't just stay like a big giant pile of shit. And How stomach many stomachs acid. do horses have? Twelve. One. <laughs> <laughs> I heard twelve, and I heard one. Do you want to take? A Let's guess split the difference. It's somewhere between. Let's those. split the it's difference of, and say eight. Well, because de- cows have three, right? Four. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm feeling like Zoidberg here giving basic anatomy to things. I have no, <laughs> no idea. idea what I'm talking about. But cows have four stomachs. I'll, I'll die well, on that. Got, like, cows do the whole cud thing. I don't know shit about cows. But you can't you know. can't take cows to compete against William Shatner, can you? I mean, I don't I don't think he's got cows either. He might. He's Canadian. Uh, <laughs> anyway, clamps clamps the hell out of Calculon. Uh, which just seems very awful. Yes. <coughs> he has to break in those new clamps. Oh, those, they seem, I mean, I'd almost think that, do you think there's a performance issue that happens when they get all covered with snitch juice and crusted? Because at the same time, like, if you were going to torture somebody or maim them, <coughs> excuse me, wouldn't, like, a rusty device be more, like, a rusty device would probably hurt more. However, if you were the rusty device, it'd be a lot more difficult to maim somebody. True. So yeah. he, he's excited to break in these clamps on Calculon. Well, like, I'm just, not that I've never. I think they're like shoes or, you know, like there's a, you got to wear them in. Like the new ones are probably a little stiff. Yeah. But having mm-hmm. old rusty hands. I'm just, I'm thinking of it more from the perspective. And, and 
I've never tortured anyone professionally, so this is all conjecture. But, to be honest, I honestly think um, that new cleaner clamps would cause more damage because there would be no or less resistance in clamping them down. But Probably less the wear rust, and tear. And- the rust well, is going to prohibit from <laughs> getting your maximum but that's, clamp. But that's kind of my point, though. Like is, having arthritis. Right, but, but suppose you had... Okay, you've got a well-maintained chef's knife. And you mm-hmm. go to slice into, say, a big roast. If it's well-maintained, it's got a sharp edge. It's going to be a razor. It's a surgical cut. Mm-hmm. Slice, it's off, it's done. If you got sort of a dull, nicked, rusty blade and you try and cut it, if you're the roast, it's going to be way more unpleasant as you're kind of hacking away. Yeah, but you're comparing through. a sharp edge and rust to a flat edge. No, no, no. I'm talking about any, like, say you had a pair of pliers or a fire. Like, if, if, yeah, let's get a pair of pliers, brand new ones and rusty rusty ones, ones. and let's pinch you and see which hurts more. (laughs) The rusty ones are going to have a rougher texture. It's going to leave stuff stuck in your skin. It's going to probably open you up to infections. That's what I'm saying. Like, if your purpose is to torture and maim someone, but a robot. Well, true. <laughs> Robots can't get and, infections. Or- and also, remember from Clamp's Look, point of view, he's a professional. He's taking pride in this job. But, well done. but to be fair... Robots do all kinds of shit that robots shouldn't do on this show. So there's there's that. I, I I don't know. I'm just saying if I were to be a professional torturer, I'd sort of make it a hallmark to use dirty, shitty tools. Oh, see, I, mine would be pristine, clean, yeah. nice carrying case. It's like you've never watched Dexter at all. Yeah. Watch <laughs> Dexter was an anal retentive freak. I, I mean, what about, have you watched Barry with the yes. weird oh, Chechnyans yeah. and stuff? Yeah. yeah. That you show's know. good. If you don't watch Barry, go watch Barry. Sign up for HBO and binge season one of Barry because that I will show in April. fucking rules. <laughs> and... Lots of WW, WMMS t-shirts abound because Barry's from Cleveland. Yep. Mm. He's a uh, murderous sociopath mm-hmm. with a change of heart. I'm familiar with That's uh, great. the show. Um, Bill Hader, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I Okay. Agree to disagree on this one. I just... We will. It was, it was a... Also, a cons- you're wrong. It was a conceptual <laughs> Well, I question. think the, the major flaw in your point is that Clamps is also sentient. So you're thinking of the, you're thinking of him as a weapon instead of like the user of the weapon. Can't you be like both? what is more? What's more unpleasant, hacking someone with like a really sharp knife or hacking someone with a dull knife? It depends. Dull knife <laughs> on how much pain you want to. Infl- if you get off on the discomfort of the other person, then a dull knife is going to hurt them more. But what if you are the knife? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like. <sighs> Would you rather punch someone in the face with a really good hand or punch someone in the face with a broken hand? (laughs) (laughs) With the bone sticking out because that would hurt the other person more. It would, but it would hurt me too. But it would hurt you a lot. (laughs) Good point, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've come around to your way of seeing things. Okay. Um, So when, when... Calculon's unfortunate accident gets, gets announced. This this is maybe one of my favorite lines on this show ever. Two-time Oscar pool winner, Calculon. Yes. <laughs> Morbo for the win. I had to rewind it just to make sure that I heard it right, but it was it's it was so good. Uh 
another another great bender potential grading line boo boo hoo dating line uh boo hoo i'm so scared and great at sex <laughs> which i mean that's almost like foreshadowing big mouth or something like that line could totally just be on that oh we missed one of the uh <coughs> the better gags in this episode where uh when bender is is witnessing uh calculon's beating and Bella says, uh, yeah, daddy hates Welchers. The only thing he hates worse is witnesses. And then Pender is like, <gasps> and then he's, she goes, says, and guys who mess around with his daughters. And he goes, <gasps> and then she goes, and attempt to duplicate his meatball recipe. And then he opens up his chest cavity and has like meatballs cooking <laughs> in his chest cavity. <gasps> oh, nuts. <laughs> Ven- venison meatballs, Michelle. I don't have any ground venison left, but we I can, have. We can grind some a up. A couple steaks, and I've got some backstrap, oh. and I I have breakfast sausage that I already cooked. Oh shit! That is now leftovers that I'm eating every morning. For for you listeners, there's uh, <laughs> Michelle came into a windfall of deer meat. Yeah, I have a whole bunch of venison in my my freezer right Not now. Not for long, you don't. On a related note, she doesn't have a car anymore. What? <laughs> No, oh, I just no, I st- me- I meant that <laughs> she hit this deer with her car. But that's not really what happened. No. <laughs> she has a seahorse. That <laughs> she never puts away dry. No. Never. I would never. They could get sick, apparently. Um, the, uh, it, but just going back to Bender's whole uh, anything for a buck ability snitching on the the mafia goons for the $50 reward. <laughs> See, I mean, I figure he would try and roll them for even more. I mean, he does. And he's like, can you give me more? And they're like, no. And he does it anyway. Right. <laughs> Which plays back into these damn true crime podcasts. Yeah. So the, the agent that uh, is talking to Bender about witnessing Calculon's beating, his name is Robot Stack. <laughs> like... Robert Stack and, he, and just all of his mysteries. well I think wasn't he prior to Unsolved Mysteries I thought he played like a gumshoe detective like that was basically what he was typecast as forever and ever um, he was um, shit what was he on uh, he was he played Elliot Ness in uh, the, the Untouchables, Untouchables mm-hmm. in the oh TV no show. shit yeah yeah so that's like a double whammy then because it's the because Don Bot's really more like a John Gotti Tony Soprano, Al Capone type, so that that totally makes sense. Yeah. That's uh, he was good though. I wish they could have like thrown in some of the unsolved mysteries theme underneath him or something though. Mm. Uh, that spooky music. Which show had spookier music, Unsolved Mysteries or In Search of? Mm. I don't remember. In I Search think In of, Search so. of did. I think Unsolved Mysteries was mostly like eighties. It was like a backwards night rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas yep. in, in search of had like um, crescendoing Moog, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of proto X Files. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot grittier because yeah. it was all analog and and uh, you know top of the line seventies technology when they made it. It terrified me. The the intro sequence I do to that show scared the shit out of me. mysteries and that. I used to, like, if I didn't change the channel in time before that came on, mm-hmm. like, I would be terrified just from the music. I mean, I it's, it was almost like the Halloween theme song. That's really what they kind of get back to. It's like that, just that repeating motif of din 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 Well, you also had Leonard Nimoy. Yes. So. 
six of one, half dozen of the other. I mean, you need like a TJ Hooker to do a palate cleanser on that or something. Um, so I guess based on Bender's testimony, they take, uh, is it, are they, do they try clamps or Donbot? It's the Donbot on trial. So they, mm -hmm. okay. So they bring Donbot on trial as the head of the organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and judge 723 <laughs> starts to make a very strict proclamation about not dealing with any witness tampering. And organized crime is a plague in our society, and he, he won't tolerate any form of intimidation. Until he gets shot in the head <laughs> and exploded, <laughs> which was... But then Judge 724 rolls right up behind him. It was like, I'll, I, what, what, yeah. what does the judge say? It's like, I'll allow it or something. Uh, I'd like to say I'm prepared to tolerate several, if not all, forms of intimidation during this trial. That was your intro line for the show. It all yes. comes back. <laughs> okay. And, and Joey Mouse pads like screwing around inside someone's head. I'd like to de declare a. Yeah. It was Fatbot's head? It was Fatbot's head. Oh, yeah. poor Fatbot. The entire jury pool makes absolutely no sense because these are all people who have relationships to the principals. They would have been excluded as having. I mean, there were two members of the All My Circuits cast on that jury. Who? Uh, Boxy Robot a and. Hermaphrobot, the chain smoker, the hair robot. Hedonism bot is the foreman, yes. apparently. Um, yeah, that's... Fat bot. Um, fat bot is being tampered. He's being tampered with. <laughs> there wasn't even... There wasn't 12 of them either, was there? No. Maybe, maybe robot court has different rules. It has to. It must. Because, I mean, the fact that Bender was testifying in one court and then they did the... Scooby-Doo wall gag, and he's in another oh, court on trial, was, and then back. That was beautiful, yes. too. Just uh, hit the button and pop around. Burgle or snarsony. <laughs> oh. I, so that would be breaking into something. Burglary, arson, and larceny. And then taking as much stuff in the burglary that it exceeded a certain threshold. Is that how that all, or, or would, it be like, would it be like stealing a car on the way out of the arson burglary? Hmm. I just, I All like I know that. is he was not guilt, uh, in, in a guilty scent. <laughs> <laughs> and Hyper Chicken Lawyer comes back. Yes. Bro, I, I love him so much. Just, just such a, uh, a distinguished Southern gentleman that likes corn so much. And it, um, it's another throwback to the idea that was brought up a couple episodes ago about Futurama, Andy Griffith, the, the tie-ins, because that chicken oh. is Andy Griffith as Matlock. He is. He is. Yeah. Oh, God, I would love to see Andy Griffith in a chicken suit. Is he dead? I don't think so. I, no, he must be. I think so. I thought he was dead. I hope he's not. I'm pretty... I, if he's not... If he... Oh, Shit. He might be Adam. But that doubles down oh, on yeah. it because he, later on there's a Don Knotts. He died yeah. in 2012. Oh, shit. So it wasn't that long ago. No. Six, seven years, Tom. Almost seven years. Unless he died in the first. He died, he died seven years ago today. Of. Uh, July 3rd, 2012. Okay, Pretty close. So six and a half years six and ago a half today. Years. <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, and so Bella brings wedding cakes to court because Bender totally ghosted yeah. on her. Like she's, she's all in. So I, that's another reason I wonder about Bender's dating advice because like when he does hook up with someone, they seem to go like 
all in immediately. And not just for plot devices either. I mean, maybe it's just for plot devices. I'm probably reading too much into it. But maybe there were um, maybe there were 12 jurors because when they come back from deliberation, Hedonism Bot says, after a steamy 12-way deliberation. Mm-hmm. So There might have been. Yeah. You might not have all, seen them all. Yeah. Not all at once. Oh, that was that was the line. The prosecution roosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, does it? And we're getting up towards the end of the thing. Does 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 robot chicken survive? Uh, not robot chicken. Does does uh, hyper chicken lawyer survive until the end of the series, or does he wind up in a bucket somewhere? As far as I know, I don't know when he comes back. Um, I don't think he ever dies. Okay. At least so we not can just imagine. We can just imagine that he's not in a big bucket of super KFC or something. I don't know. I guess not. All right. Um, people, anyway, the people have moved on to poplars. Yeah, that's true. Which I think we determined were basically like popcorn shrimp. But we'll see. I have to revisit that. Um, the, the, anyway, the Dombot gets off because Calculon says his wounds were self-inflicted. <laughs> Because he is a big idiot Hollywood dumb guy. What does that sort of thing? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what he, he said is, this is my personal trainer who yeah. trained me to say this. <laughs> I love it. Love it. And, that, and that's more of that just like, that, that whole, I mean, they're clearly just going over and above and making fun of it. But like the over enunciation of things to try and sound more, um, I don't know, educated or important or whatever. I kind of dealt with a little bit that that uh, recently, and it's very, it's weird because it's just like just, just just say it. Just you don't need to you don't need to get flowery. Purple prose doesn't go anywhere with with me, but it just keeps on coming, and uh, it hurts it hurts my brain. But it makes me laugh in this show, so that's good. <laughs> um. But, the, you know, uh, because of all of this, basically, Bender is on Don Bot's shit list, and he tells, Don Bot tells Bella to get a black dress for the wedding. <laughs> 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 Which goes completely over her head. That's going to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, at the end, she shows up in that black dress. Yeah. So she's totally oh my God. She does, yeah. I don't, oh my god! I didn't even realize that. At which point? Oh, well, I don't want to give we'll, it away. Yeah, okay, we'll, okay, when, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Um, but yeah, so uh, they got to put Bender in the witness relocation program. Um, and just until the mafia finds him yeah, and right. kills him because they're good at that. <laughs> but it's, as he's saying his goodbyes again, it gets it gets into. I, I think this is the part of the episode where it really turns. And becomes a Zoidberg gold mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much fucking prime Goldberg, Goldberg, Zoidberg in this, which is <laughs> Zoidberg. I know it seems like I can't stand you. <laughs> Moves on. <laughs> that, that was beautiful. Was, um, was the agency that Agent Robot Stack worked for the EBI? Yes. EBI, yes. What and is, their, their ship was shaped like a Fedora UFO. What is... Oh, <laughs> Earth, was it the, the Earth, Earth Bureau, Bureau of Investigation? investigation. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. I, I, 
it literally took me till just now to figure that out. Um, okay, good. I got it. Um, but the, uh, so now they got to replace Bender at Planet Express. Anyone will do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like literally no one could possibly be worse than him and clam supplies for the jobs. Um, but, but <laughs> who, there was more people in the, uh, the waiting room. Wasn't that like another character menagerie? It was pretty much every robot other than Tinny Tim who was not on the jury. Okay. <laughs> so so I mean, we, had, we had Andrew, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the hold-up man, the stick-up man from... <laughs> uh, Isaac. About right. From the, the love boat. Helper, spotty teen robot. <laughs> uh, they were all in there. And they all kind of broke. <laughs> Hermes came back out. Imagine that. Um, he's because he's good at clamping, crimping, and the occasional snipping, <laughs> and that sends Joy Zoidberg into a fucking rage. <laughs> and he never gets over that rage the entire episode. No, wouldn't I mean that's it's literally beautiful. the only thing he can do unquestionably well. Sometimes too well. Like like he's clipped and snipped so many things that. You know, don't, don't shouldn't be. Those claws of his are dangerous, and then to like to have somebody else come in and a, a robot, no less. I I understand where he's coming from, um, but that that whole like sequence of clams just sort of getting by the the little uh, montage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Fry Fry says Colonel Mustard gas. <laughs> Yeah, Fry, Fry, well, Clamp says, that guy can bite my shiny metal clamps. Fry says, you remind me of my old friend Bender. Clamps goes, oh, yeah, where does he safely live? <laughs> and then Fry's just like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to come over to my house and play? <laughs> like a child. Was, who, I, was it Zoidberg who said, not like you with those magnificent squeezers? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or yeah. was it somewhat? Because that, that was another line yes. where it's just like that's where the two of them face off and it gets oh, violent. It was, it was so good. Um, but they have to take a delivery to the moon. We haven't been to the moon in a long time, and then we get this whole other, um, you know, revisitation with the the moon hillbilly and mm-hmm. the crushinator. Crushinator. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the fact that the sheriff on the moon is. Mr. Furley, right? But as Barney, like it's just it's a full <laughs> on Don Knotts, and I just fucking love Don Knotts. I don't know if it's possible to have grown up in the years that we did and not have anything but like a deep affection for him. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, does that translate even down to you, Michelle, or was it, a, it just past your time or uh, before? It, it does to me, but I might be an exception to the rule. Did you watch a lot just of Apple I, Dumpling Gang as a kid, or? No, Three's Company. Uh, yeah, I watched a lot of Three's Company. I watched a lot of Andy Griffith's show on on uh, TV Land, and you know what they play on TV Land these days? What Friends? Really? Yeah. Well, it's like, like twenty years old. Like Will and Grace and Friends, and I was like, but I want to watch like Andy Griffith and Bewitched and all those old good shows. Uh, and, wow. Uh, they're not. They don't really play them on TV. Are they even anymore. syndicated anymore, or is it pro- probably somewhere? Like I, I think Logo now plays. Logo plays Laverne and Shirley, which I've been 
watching a lot <laughs> since Penny Marshall died. I've been watching a lot of Laverne and Shirley. I made her a sandwich once. Penny Marshall? Yeah. Hmm. It, it, and like she, okay. It was when I worked at the deli in Columbus mm-hmm. and uh, we, I mean, just, it was very strange at this particular place because it was like two blocks away from the Newport. Okay. So, uh, with Newport's like a fifteen hundred person music venue theater type place. So, it's like the Beachland. Yeah, yeah. And if you're, I mean, if you're not from Cleveland, just like a a house mm-hmm. of bluesy type sized place. Yeah. If you have one by you. Um, so a lot of times the bands would, you know, they'd show up and then we'd be like the closest place to get food that wasn't like McDonald's. So we had a whole wall of like receipts of famous people. But this one day, and I, I, I didn't even call her out on it. But this lady comes up with some younger woman, and I look at her, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's Penny Marshall. And then she talks, and it's Penny Marshall's voice, and then the woman she's with, who I assume is a niece or a daughter or whatever, is talking about Ma Reiner. I'm like, motherfucker, this is Penny Marshall. Like, Mm -hmm. she's wearing a baseball jersey shirt, and just very cash and low key and whatever. I didn't want to even call attention to it, but I'm like, I made Penny Marshall a fucking sandwich. And I get to take that to my <laughs> grave. You know? It's uh it's, I didn't realize she was so goddamn old. She choked on she's it like, 20 minutes later. <laughs> Pete killed Penny I, Marshall. Then I gave her she the was only in her, She's like 72. That's a, not I'm, that old. I mean, um, I just picture her being like 35 forever. You should have you should have like picked a, you have beverages at the sandwich shop I'm like guessing, milk and pepsi just like a pepsi and then a milk in the other hand and look at her like huh, ah. huh? <laughs> <laughs> she gave me a brooklyn salute and that was that <laughs> um yeah i so that's weird though that because if any of you think logo would have will and grace locked up they do they okay. will and grace. she was 75 well close enough still that's not that old i mean it it, it, it is young. but it's not i it's just pretty young I to die she didn't seem, I mean, fuck it. Iggy Pop's like 72 at this point. So like I, all bets are off. You just look, you, you can't, it's not the same. You know, my grandmother yeah. looked like she was 80 from the time she was 40. But I don't know. Well, it's tough too because she had diabetes and I guess it was complications to diabetes that actually took her out. Too much yeah. milk and Pepsi. Yeah, there it is. So, or maybe it was that sandwich you made her. She had maybe you uh, didn't kill Penny Marshall. It was a slow drug. It was the slow drug of the sandwich. <laughs> well, she also had heart problems. Oh, uh, well, yeah, she could never find love. Yeah, Iggy, Iggy, Pop, <laughs> Iggy Pop is 71. He's as old as my mom, which is just such a weird, weird thing. But, like, it, I guess it all works out. Mm-hmm. You just, you just, the whole point is... Here's here's a life lesson, uh, you know, words to live by, folks. If you have an opportunity to see somebody in person, whether it's a performer or a comedian or a musician or whatever, and you go, ah, I'll get them next time, go do it this time because you never know when fentanyl's going to strike again like it knocked mm-hmm. out Prince and Tom Petty mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson and everybody else. But, like, you know, especially with a lot of these classic performers are getting up there. Yeah, they could literally drop or it. Or suicide, also. Right? Yeah, that too. Yeah. Like Chris Cornell yeah. and Anthony Bourdain. Like all this, stuff. man, it's crazy. Life is rough. So go enjoy it and tell the people you like that you like them. 
Whoa, pay we money still have, to see them. Also, this is we're getting on a down note here, and we're not even <laughs> done with this episode yet. <laughs> yeah, we we don't want to bum you out to the end. Sorry. Who else is dead? <laughs> isn't uh, let's just start uh, naming people that have isn't died. Cindy Williams dead? <laughs> no, no, she is not. Oh, no, she's, she's not. left to mourn. That's she, even yeah. sadder. Oh, she's alive and kicking, and she's, she's only like seventy one. Yeah, she's hosting a. Uh, she took the job from Kevin Hart. No, she's hosting a Laverne and Shirley marathon at like the Arclight or something. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Is it's it like though? a 12 hour Laverne and Shirley that's... marathon? Oh, that's so many episodes because they're only like 20 minutes long each, right? Well, I've, I've gotten through starting on Christmas Day, which is when I was like, oh shit, Logo's playing Laverne and Shirley all day today. I'm going to set that up on my DVR because uh, I have Sling now and I, I paid for the the extra for DVR. I was like, I'm going to set that up since I just got sling. And then I just did a little boop, boop, boop on my phone. I got home and I had like 20 episodes of Laverne and Shirley to watch on, (laughs) on Christmas day. And when I was on vacation. So, so that being said, there's a lot. (laughs) So when you watch 20 episodes of Laverne and Shirley in a row, or we'll say, we'll say 10 episodes. I've watched from season three. I'm almost done with season seven. I took a little bit of a break. But How many they, seasons when do they, they have? When they moved from from Milwaukee, Milwaukee to to L A, I took a little bit of a break. Uh, it got weird. And then they got yeah. There's like yeah, two more seasons in L A. It's just it not weird. the same. Yeah. Even with Sonny dropping the guy who had his door mm-hmm. bricked up so he could just drop down the balconies, which is totally preposterous yeah. too. <laughs> but um, from episode to episode, or even story arc. How much variation is there in every episode? It seems well, like it was kind of a cookie cutter plot it, thing. It kind of was, but also like the one question that I always think is like, why didn't it, why didn't Shirley ever just get together with uh, with Carmine? He's the big ragu. You know, Angel Face. He's always like Angel Face, Angel Face, and yeah. every time there's like a really sweet romantic episode with like Shirley and and Carmine, the next episode, it's like, oh, Laverne and Shirley are going out with two doctors. Almost like it's Fry like and Leela. Yeah, it's like they, they <laughs> never they never got Shirley and Carmine together. It was just like when it was convenient, they're a couple, but when I mean, they need a, when, when Laverne and Shirley want to go on a double date, nobody's going steady with anybody anymore. There, there's <laughs> things from that show, and I know we're we're rolling off the rails a little bit here. Hey, I, we've hardly rambled this episode. Okay. We've got plenty of time to ramble. I know that Lenny and Squiggy had a bathtub <laughs> full of pudding. Yes. <laughs> which I just, I don't know that I'd like to own one, but I'd definitely like to get in one at some point. <laughs> and then Laverne and Shirley lived in a one-bedroom apartment with two single beds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine, I mean, do you think Lenny and Squiggy did too? Did they ever show uh, they their bedrooms? They had bunk beds. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> so can you they imagine? They show their apartment all the time. So, w- I mean, would you even consider after getting out of college and dorm life even considering that shit? Depends uh, what rent is. No. I mean, if it's what if rent was super expensive in Milwaukee, Milwaukee in the sixties? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, yeah, well, yeah. really, not even the sixties. Like that's the yeah, other thing about it, Laverne it was, and Shirley. Well, like, it was from. Like, well, it's a Happy Days spinoff, and yeah. I think it's like 1960 through 68 or something. So when they were in Los Angeles, it was like pre-Summer of Love? It would have been right yeah. about that yeah. time. Okay. They go on the dating game. Well, oh. Lenny and Squiggy go on the dating game. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I love Lenny and Squiggy. I always have. Mm-hmm. There used to be a band around here called Squiggy. 
Michael McKeon is the best. David Lander is pretty great, too. Mm-hmm. And has suffered a lot of health challenges and is still just kicking. Yeah, so. he's got, uh, what is it, MS? I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, like those those two guys are guys that whenever they pop up in something, I was, I was just like, I, I can sit and watch this. You know, I, it's it's like, a, I, I mean, especially after Michael McKeon became part of um, like the Christopher Guest mm-hmm. ensemble. Final Tap. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just... You know, I feel bad for the guys like Carmine because he never really kind of came around after that. You know what's weird to think about? He goes to be on Broadway and disappears from the the show show during season seven, I think. Then he disappeared forever. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about Laverne and Shirley and talking about watching that. That's like how people now, like... Younger kids are watching Friends. I know. On TV land. On TV, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, yeah. like, that's how they're catching the show. Well, this and has been Everybody Feels Old and Talks About Laverne and Shirley. Why does that guy have a monkey? It's crazy. Also, I saw... Um, how do they pay the rent? Yeah. <laughs> Where are the people who aren't white? I don't know. Why do they keep showing the World Trade Center? <laughs> what, what are those two towers? Oh, God. Pre... Pre two thousand New York. Futurama. Anyways, where yeah. were we? Sheriff Furley. Sheriff Burley. <laughs> I like how you didn't get drunk and steal anyone's organs. <laughs> <laughs> so that I mean, I guess this is where it really takes a turn. They're doing their delivery on the moon, and see Bender apparently in disguise, uh, living as a, a moon hillbilly, married to the Crushinator, as a yeah. Jethrothian. <laughs> <laughs> That was, they. I mean, they threw out a lot of those. Uh, those there. Where, where, what did you say? We're in space where no one can hear you clamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, so the thing that that gets me is, again, coming into kind of a retcon situation. Yes, they think it's Bender, but Bender completely disavows them. But they've meant people like Flexo. Who also looks like Bender. Like, there are more than yeah, just one Bender. But also, yeah. at the same time, when Fry yells Bender and Billy West, which mm-hmm. we find out his name is actually <laughs> is. Yeah. What a fake name. <laughs> Billy West. What a phony fake name. Uh, like, he, like, hightails it. Like, so you, you might think that when you get there, yeah. like... He's afraid to break Maybe. character instead of some ro- in, in case some robot mafia scuzzballs well, are look, around. Look, there's these. There was some. There were some big city hillbillies. They could have just been intimidating. <laughs> but and they were tired from premarital sex and flag burning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna have, go have sex with my boyfriend, but I'm burning, 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 burning flag. <laughs> Amy's so awesome. <laughs> oh, I uh, see mashed chicken. That sounds like another job for the Instant Pot. Because, you know, you can tenderize it and flatten it before you cook it, but what if you do it after? Just sounds like a chicken salad or something to me. Baby food. To they me, make, it, it she, reminded me of the young ones when uh, they were smashing the plates, Rick smashing the plates, and Vivian's like, that's my recipe, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, but but any, you know so even even when they start asking about well I was born a farmer my mama was a hoe <laughs> super just perhaps the dumbest joke on this show in a hundred some episodes like 
That was just <laughs> like he ain't one of the eight people I know yeah. or I yeah. ever met. <laughs> <laughs> but the other half of that was great when oh my fork's all bent. Could you unbend it for me, Billy? And he's like, oh, I can't even lift it. And my dad was a forklift. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's he's very committed to his Jethrovian identity. And then who is it? The professor says, I refuse to believe anyone is happy. Yeah, it's when they're they're riding back into town in the quote in the old clunker, which is the crushinator. It's like oh. their car she turns into a truck and then they're driving back and Professor looks at uh at Billy West's hard drive and sees that he has no previous memories of them which well, how do you how can you tell by shining a flashlight on a spinning hard drive what's on said right, hard so, drive well, okay. that makes me angry every time I watch this episode why don't you explain to me the process of bumpkinization then Michelle and then we can well, talk about see, whether or not a flashlight would you work you see I know that I'm like season one peating this episode right now yes. where I'm like that doesn't make sense this is bullshit this is st- <laughs> makes me angry I'm just beaten but. down by life <laughs> <laughs> I had three seasons before you to just like lose my fucking will to live um but it's just just so clamps decides he's gonna kill him and it turns into this high noon thing but zoidberg just fucking rage filled vengeful zoidberg is just (laughs) just, john (laughs) fucking zoidberg i do the cutting around here <laughs> like and and I didn't realize that's where this meme was. Like I I'd seen the shirts and everything, but like has he, he never said his name was John Zoidberg before, did he? No, yeah. he has. Uh, There's and, uh, been I think there has been an episode before where his first name was revealed. They use it now more. They'll it, use it again and it'll keep coming yeah, back. In it in a taste for freedom. Here's a red lobster that won't ruin your dinner. John Zoidberg. Yes, you're right. You're right. They've, they've, and professors called him John before. That's so weird. Calling him anything. There's another Zoidberg episode that's coming weird. up oh, where yeah. he refers to him John. Like, like uh, the entire like, episode. Like that's all, he, that's yeah. all he's ever referred to him as. It's but, weird. Yeah. But I had no idea his middle name was fucking. That was new. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when they're all kind of sitting and watching the... Uh, you know, the high noon duel and the professor's just staring the other way because he can't <laughs> see. That was beautiful. Um, it, it turned into a real all-you-can-kill lobster fest. <laughs> that was for a limited time. <laughs> and he, he rages out. He gets his fin on top. Drop the robot. <laughs> oh. Our friend Francis here is in reality a bad murderer. <laughs> <laughs> And, and as it happens, Bella shows up in the black dress. Yes. There it is. Yep. So how did, did, did. She's got a, ve- a black veil on. Yeah. Did they all come because Clamps notified them that Bender yeah. was yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Clamps like calls them, like, like video calls them on a screen when they first see Bender. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So they make the trip. Well, Bender. Quote, Billy West. Quotes, Billy, Billy West. West yeah. yeah. How how ironic would it be if Billy West was actually Flexo that had been like bumpkinized? Because f- mm-hmm. the last time we saw Flexo, he was getting thrown out. Uh, with, uh, yeah, and I think that I think robots. that is the last time Flexo. But you know, Flexo's got the goatee. Mm-hmm. So. He could have shaved it off though. Because well, remember, they swapped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's magnetic, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, the one or something like that. Uh, Bender had on his face was magnetic. I can't keep up with it. 
It's a very, very confusing at this point. Um, that's, oh my God. I, I just, I, for, for being as hung up as I was on logical story continuity for as long as I was, now I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even rolling with it, enjoying it with it. It's just like, whatever, it, do, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's like, just, I'm going to go think about a bathtub full of pudding now. Um, yeah, so uh, after after that, their crawdad done saved Billy West's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bella shows up uh, with a, a gun, and she sa- calls him a two-timing jerk and and says she puts off her singing career for him, and if, if I can't have you, no one can, and then Bella shoots and kills Billy West. And he just and bleeds oh, oil everywhere. shucks. <laughs> <laughs> So he was a hell of a squealer. <laughs> yep. Maybe the best there ever was. We'll send his widow some meatballs. <laughs> That's why I had to bring it up before. Oh. Because apparently Don Potts really into his meatballs. I have you been to that meatball place in Rocky River yet? No. Me neither. Was not aware there was a meatball place in it's Rocky where, River now. It's where the hot dog place used to be in Rocky River. There but was now a, it's meatball. I don't know. We can talk more off mic. We might have to investigate. Mm. Um, But as it turns out, Bender's at Family Brothers Pizza right across the street. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And and apparently has been the whole time. So that Moon Hillbilly was just an innocent husband and father. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would have to think now that, you know, they think they've killed Bender, but they'd have to assume they're going to cross paths with the robot mafia again. Right? It would be a safe assumption considering they have before. That <laughs> At they least will like a again. half dozen times. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's just, this, was, this was such a madcap, silly episode. Well, it ends in a very fitting way, which is uh, Bender's going to cut the pizza for everybody to eat and celebrate, and Zoidberg says, you do, and I'll fucking cut you like a fish. <laughs> and, then, and then Zoidberg <laughs> snips with his claws. Oh. The pizza and I'm making pizza for dinner tomorrow night. I had pizza tonight. I'm gonna. I have. I'm gonna have. To. I had pork steam buns. From where? My freezer. Damn. <laughs> I went to the Asian market and oh. bought a whole bunch of steam buns. Oh. <laughs> there's there's a steam bun place in Cleveland Airport now. The that problem is I'm either coming home or leaving, so I'm not there to eat a meal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I might have to go early next time because it's called Wow Bow, and Wow Bow looks pretty good. Hmm. They're stepping it up. Uh, Forty five dollars per steam bun. <laughs> they're made out of lobster <laughs> and gold. I have only eaten at the Cleveland airport once, and I was there with coworkers. I was going to Minneapolis, and I think it was is there like a, a Charlie's or like TGI Fridays or some shit. In the airport. There's a lot of things. And I was like, why are we Um, sitting here eating this garbage? There's a Quaker steak and lube. It definitely wasn't that. It was like it was like the airport chilies or something. There's a Sammy's Beach. No, it was uh, nothing. It was like a chain. It was a chain restaurant. Sammy Hagar's Beach restaurant is a chain. It was like a common it was like a TGI Fridays or an Applebee's or some some bullshit like that. I don't think that's Rockneys. Not anymore. I don't think I've ever had Rockneys. But yeah, like I I just don't understand why like why 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 do people eat in the airport? Unless they're like 
on a layover? Because nerds like me, if you're not early, you're late. So yeah. you get to the airport yeah. expecting to be in the TSA line for like three hours. So you get not to the me. airport like a million years early. And then you're like, shit, I've got two hours until my plane leaves. And I've got nothing to do in the Cleveland airport besides look at stupid rock sense. and roll Hall of Fame t-shirts. Or the yeah. murals. I, I mean... We have a big old Superman team not, now. Not to, not to surprise. It's over my baggage claim, though. So if you're past mm-hmm. security, you're fucked. The, uh, I mean, I, I do spend a lot of time in airports. I can tell you that, for me, it is always pleasing to find better than average food in an airport. It is, yeah. it is a whole Cinnabon. That's all I need. There's, there's a Bar Simon in Cleveland Airport now. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, they're opening up a new place called Embers, which looks a little fancy too. Midway has stepped their game up like completely. Like Midway Airport in yeah. Chicago is insane right now with good places to eat. Um, it looked pretty fancy, but I didn't have much time when I was at Midway to like go do anything. I kind of just went from plane to other plane and mm-hmm. got on. But uh, I don't. So one time I was at a work function in Dallas with a bunch of coworkers. We had all, you know, coagulated in Dallas for a few days for a meeting and we were leaving. And so we're all going from DFW and people were in all these different terminals. So I'm there with these two other guys from Iowa. So we're in the same terminal taking different planes, but whatever. And the one guy was like 22 and the other guy's my age. And we're just like, you know, whatever it's an airport. It turns out they have a Dickie's barbecue there. So win-win for me, but this kid's like, they have my favorite restaurant at, DFW, so we have to go there. I'm like, well, wh- what is it? Chili's. And it was, uh, this is <laughs> like, this is the extent oh, of this guy's like culinary expertise. And like, he's, he's in Iowa, but ha- I've, look, I've been to Des Moines. There's a lot of good shit there too. Like, you don't have to go to Chili's. Chili's. But then, I, we, then we got to. I feel to, like you told me this story. I'm sure I did. When we got to Chili's, they didn't even have his favorite menu item. I don't remember what it was. It was like the abbreviated airport menu. The floor, floor corn? Corn that you got off the floor? Like, what else do they serve at the airport Chili? <laughs> Peanut shells and <laughs> in hot sauce and fajitas. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I, they're. Look, there's people that look forward to Applebee's mm. as their thing, and that's fine. But, like, I, I need to step it up a little bit because one of the few pleasures I have anymore are the things I put into my mouth. So, it's it, especially if I've got a limited... That's what she said. I know. I was waiting for it. I know. I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, it's airport time doesn't have to be awful. It often is, but it doesn't have to be. And those are the things you can look forward to. The other thing, just, just putting this out there, and it might be changing because they're sending these out... Um, electronically now in the app, but people will sell United Club day passes on eBay for like 20 bucks, $60 for a day pass normally. But when you get in, open bar and snacks for as long as you're there. So if you go early, I, I, you know, I try and get my $60 worth of rum when I go in. <laughs> and it, it makes everything a lot more pleasant. There with all the business people bumming them out, just stinking and wearing a black t-shirt. So I go undercover. <laughs> anyway, uh, those were some fun side jags this time. I, I enjoyed those. You want to talk about LeBron and Shirley some more? No. <laughs> I do. I mean, what a schlemiel and a schlemazel. House of Pepper Incorporated. <laughs> I just realized what that word was like a year and a half ago. I've been watching that show since I was really? five. Oh, yeah. I figured it out. Um, I don't remember where I figured it out. 
I was they in, do it in Wayne's World. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was in kindergarten when I figured that out because I was obsessed with learning every TV theme show and getting the lyrics right. <laughs> oh, I had and a impressing CD. everybody in kindergarten with had, every theme song. I had like a four CD set of every TV theme song from like 1960 to 1990. 80% of them written by Mike Post. Uh, <laughs> I, I know like I know every like one one of the discs was like dramas, one was cartoons. One was comedies. It was, I just, just I, I know so many we, fucking theme songs. Do you want to play Stump the Chump? Do, 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 do. <sighs> it's from the drama CD, 80s. Anything? Do, 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 do. I can't do well, the crescendo parts. Sounded like Doogie Howser. Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was, that was the second phrase yeah. of the other. That was LA Law. Oh. Doogie Hauser was the, the bleep bloops. Doogie Hauser was like proto Radiohead. Yeah. The A Team was basically a foreigner song with no words except for the the ballad of the Green Berets. We had to, in, at the beginning. Fair. When I was in college, we had to write. Um, like just make up like a MIDI song to show that we knew how to use MIDI. Yeah. And I just basically ripped off the Doogie Howser <laughs> theme song. <laughs> and then you basically ripped off the Futurama theme song right. for our show. <laughs> exactly. What? Which is ripping off another song anyway, so it's Well, fine. the Futurama theme song is ripping off another theme song that yeah. they couldn't afford the rights to. It wasn't <laughs> or, a theme song. It was just or, a song, yeah, just right? A song, yeah. yeah. That guy, Psyche Rock, is pretty great. Those uh, those French composers. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Um, yes. I'm gonna just change our theme song to "Blinded <laughs> Blinded Me with Science" by <laughs> Thomas Dolby. I'd be down. <laughs> I don't know why. Just but played backwards. That, that video, music video, used to scare me when I was little. Really? Because it takes <laughs> place in like a uh, like mental institution. Yeah, it's weird. And the one guy like on the seal and the. Uh, roof with a jetpack. He's like all crazy. Yeah, it's a well. Most people in inside. And then I watched the they have the pop up video of it. Find anything? <laughs> She's tidied up again. Oh, I mean that was that was. So go, see, that just made me think of Anyways. the old David Lee Roth videos, which oh, had the, the little best. short films at the beginning. They were cinematic. They were. <laughs> he he treated them all like. I, I think we've gotten past the point where people shit on David Lee Roth. I like to the think as a society where well, he yeah. is a treasure. Yeah, I, I I have his autobiography over here on the bookshelf. It's been out of print for ages. I used to read it annually. Is that I, crazy from the heat? Yeah, I'm probably great probably book. due for a great reread. Book. Yeah, it is fantastic. And and that shit was written like 20 years ago. Like, can you imagine what the last 20 years have been? And and anybody who's not read it, the chapters are of. Weird lengths, like one chapter might be three paragraphs, the next four pages, and you can just tell reading it, he is totally high the whole time he's writing. And it's, it is stream of consciousness. Like, yeah. it opens with a story about waking up naked in a Montreal hotel room with two French strippers covered in money because they stored all their money in their boots. <laughs> and it's just like, he's like, I wake up in the middle of the night and there's these two French girls with me and I'm covered in cash. It's, life is beautiful. <laughs> and then the next 15 pages are about how he's a Zionist Jew. Mm. <laughs> Going back, to, and he's like, I mean, and it's very well thought out and everything. He's like, I grew up Jewish in Indiana. It was like persecuted, and I had the, the shadow of the Holocaust over my family when they immigrated, and blah, 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 you know, like do this whole thing. Like, he's very, 
very earnest and whatever about it. And then the next page is just like, so I'm holding Eddie Van Halen's head back with a bunch of cocaine at his wedding and we're in the bathroom <laughs> and Val's down there with the priest waiting for him to show up. It's, it's, just, it's beautiful. It's so wonderful. And then it's like you see all this other stuff he's done. And it's like I almost like it when he – like someone needs to make a TV show where David Lee Roth is the wacky neighbor. And they wouldn't have to write – dialogue for him. They're just like, Dave, you just need to be here for 15 minutes a week when we're filming. Just walk in, say something, and walk out, and it would just be gold. Just walk through the scene go, bozdy, bozdy, bop. Hey, what are you guys up to? (laughs) I remember this one time I was fighting a killer whale in the South Pacific on an outrigger canoe. I made it, and the whale didn't, man. Sometimes that happens. See you next week. It It would just be fantastic. Anyway, Wow. Let's, let's finish this up and go talk some more about DLR. Um, thanks for coming on the show, Matt. Hey, thanks for having yes, me. Yes, thanks. Uh, like Thank I said, you. if anything happens to any of us, you're probably now in line to be on the show just because the I'm, way these things work. I'm like the Secretary of Transportation. Eight people die. <laughs> you're the Kiefer get, Sutherland. Yeah, there it is. You're, Designated you're, survivor. You're what we call now the best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, do you have anything that you'd like people to find you on the internet with, or do you want to remain a ghost? Oh, I, I'm not here to plug anything. I'm not really here to do anything but uh, nerd out. out about cartoons. Cool. Sounds That's good. Cool. Do you want to come hang out with us? Send us a message or a text or an email. You know how to do it. At slurmcastpod at You don't need to be promoting anything. You just need to watch an episode. Come over. Yeah, booking guests is a pain in the ass sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tired of asking all of my friends to come on. <laughs> also, <laughs> I'm having trouble like numbering these episodes when I put them out because we like skipped and then we changed. So, should I go back and I'm asking both you, Pete, and Michelle, and the listeners, should I go back and re-label what is uh, season seven? in what we've already released that is ah. on Hulu and then start because I've been putting them fuck out it. as season eight. So there's like a whole bunch of season six and then season eight. I'd say fuck it because at the beginning of season eight, I said, and by the way, we're going broadcast now to okay. prevent confusion. So I think if, if I think people can look at it and go like, oh, I see what they did. They're bad at math. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching on Hulu. Well, like I did show it to somebody who was like, wow, you're on episode 400 and something already. And I was like, no, 403 is <laughs> in like four episode three. We haven't done 400 and something episodes. There aren't even that many. We've just now. done 100 and it's been <laughs> <Yeah>. excruciating. <laughs> What's wrong with you thinking we do 400 episodes of this? Crazy. We um, use a system where we only count up to like 14. But when, when we did start, someone did email or send us a message and they're like, the, uh, the first episode I found was 101. Like, do you have any early ones? I'm like, no, 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 that's, yeah, that's the right that's one. episode one. 101. Yeah. Season one. Episode one. Which is, is as good a numbering system as anything, probably. Um, so, yeah, slurmcastpod at gmail.com. That's how they, they do it in the entertainment industry. Yeah, slurmcast.com. Yeah. We're on Facebook at Slurmcast. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at slurmcastpod. You can call us, message us, text us, whatever, 216 438 Our Twitch stream now. We have a Twitch no, stream? No, I'm just kidding. We could. I could set that up. <laughs> will, will you? Can I, we I monetize could. it? You know what? We could, and I can, and we should. <laughs> just to stream our show live on Twitch yeah. when we're recording? Yeah, yeah, what do we need to uh, do that? A camera, and that's it. What kind of camera? 
a camera, like a video camera. Like a Polaroid camera. camera? Would that work? A like camera a, that attaches like a to a computer. We could probably use that fucking the Alexa Amazon right thing? behind you. So it's, you it looks the, like it's got a camera. It's it got does. a camera, right? You can yeah. do video does calls. Uh, use my phone. We could use an iPad, I have, a laptop. Actually, I was thinking about because I have... Well, we'll talk about it later. Whatever. Okay. Well, if this is another thing we'll plan and never follow through on. True. <laughs> hey, I'll do it next Let's do it. fucking time we record. Perfect. And then, then we can start charging. How about that? It'll be it'll Fractional be a sneak, sense. sneaky peeky for people who pay attention. <laughs> we will have one viewer. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be some creep that already yeah. watches you playing games. The one Probably. viewer that you get is the one viewer you do not want. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to be recording regularly for the next couple of weeks, so hopefully these will be yeah. coming out uh, on a regular schedule. Happy New Year, everybody, and... Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.